0: Welcome to the Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode on how to stay sane when everything goes south. Staying sane is the feeling of gaining back the control of the event in yourself, such as stress level and emotions. To achieve that, we will discuss on the ways of regaining the sense of control under the circumstances of encountering setbacks, disturbance, or just a mere change in life. It could be a prolonged event, like a pandemic situation, or just a one-off event or trigger, such as a rejection. There are two key concepts that I would like to focus on in this episode. Which are emotional literacy and emotional intelligence. We will explore more momentarily. Why is staying sane so important? It's because the power of emotions can override rational thoughts. Life is full of challenges and problems, no one can be free from them. But how you feel them and the world is a key that attributes to your quality of life. Joining us today is Mel and Vivian. Hi!
1: Hi! Hi.
0: Could you guys share with us your most memorable experience that you might have lost your chill, you freaked out or under extreme stress?
1: The most recent experience I had was when my mother was ill. Um, I really freaked out because I was in the UK while my mom was like, in Hong Kong. So it was a really tough time for me. From the moment that I received the news to making the decision of putting you know, everything on hold in the UK to fly back to Hong Kong was an event that I definitely had lost my chill. <laughs> I remember uh-huh. that was a
0: very difficult time for you. Yeah. How did you react at that time?
1: how did think- you cope? At the very beginning, I really just freaked out. I think I was, I was really upset and I didn't really know how to manage my emotions then. But luckily, I was living with my sister in London. So that made things a lot easier because I had someone to talk to and we have very different personalities. So she definitely helped me managing my emotions then. But it was a pretty shocking news for us both.
0: Yeah, having a support system is so important. Mm. Right?
2: What about fifth? My experience is kind of uh, a recurring one because growing up, I am in a family where my dad is very easily triggered. And sometimes it affects me a lot when I'm in the same environment with him. How do you react when he acts up? I used to just take it all in. You know, like when someone is, you know, yelling at you or just say non-constructive criticism. And sometimes I take it so personally that it hurts the relationship I have with him and my own mental well-being. But now it is very different. I try my best to be super mindful. And when I know that he's starting that episode again, I would refrain myself from being in the same room. And I would tell him that, please don't talk to me like this. If he continues and I cannot leave, for example, we're in a car or something, I would literally talk to my inner child. I would put my hand on my heart. And then it actually really cal- calms me down because I know that inner child is wounded by this because she grew up in that environment. And then when that happens, it kind of triggers all those memories back. That's mm. why I was so upset and I would cry sometimes. But then by doing that, it's like me calming myself down and be like, this is not what he really means. And... And I love him to death you know Mm -hmm. so it's like uh, yeah this is something that I choose to do for myself but at the same time I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to change him because Mm. he has his own issues as well
0: I'm glad to see Fiv is learning from her episode every time she learns from her experience and kind of evolve and deal with it. Mm. Do you think that if the same incident happened right now, at this stage of your life,
1: and what you are right now, you would react differently? I think I would react differently, or at least I would hope so, um, from what I've learned from the last incident. (laughs) I couldn't think logically. Thank Mm. God that my sister was there to, you know, help. I think what I've learned is try to acknowledge and do not freak out, because my sister taught me to, you know, you have to think what you can do now to actually help the situation. If there's nothing that I can do, then there's no point to worry about it until, you know, I can come back and see my mom, which I did. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely think that I would have reacted to the situation differently if I were to
2: go back. How did you ask help? When did you realize that you need to talk to your sister?
1: I think because obviously, like, she's my sister and we lived together in London, so... It's pretty easy to start the conversation because obviously we were both upset and I'm a very expressive person that I would open up conversations when I feel like I would like to have a conversation. And I I think I I just probably went up to her and just told her that I feel really vulnerable, I felt really sad
2: and didn't really know what to do. The reason I'm asking this is because... A lot of people have those kind of emotions, but they don't know how to express it. They don't know how to talk to people, and then they just suffer on their own. And it's, it's like emotional literacy, right?
0: Totally. Emotional literacy is so important. When someone is emotional literate, they're able to express and understand their own emotion. And they could articulate their emotion by using speech and other forms of communication. And by taking a step forward, it's emotional intelligence people with emotional intelligence are able to understand or use their or manage their emotion in a positive ways. Mm. What are your usual ways in general that you guys use to check in with yourself?
1: I think I've got a couple of ways. The most obvious one and the one that I probably do the most It's just treating myself to something that I love. Mm. Um, Just because I think doing that spark me joy. So I think, you know, when you feel sad or when you feel lost or when you feel angry because you've lost your, you know, your calmness when I come across any of those situations, I'll try to add something to my day that would cheer me up. So for example, buying myself a nice coffee, buying myself a nice drink in the evening, or you just know jewelry. yeah <laughs> do a bit of shopping. Um, that's definitely one of my way but I do also like to write things down because mm. it really helps me to process things. And so like journaling definitely helps me as well.
0: I agree. That really helps in connecting the dots. Mm, yeah. mm.
1: A lot of the times, like things would make so much more sense like once you've written it out. Like, mm. written it down.
2: What about fit? I actually don't check in with my emotions that much. Because that's also one of my problems. Mm. I, I don't really let emotions sink in sometimes. And then my inner critic would kind of be like, you shouldn't feel this way or you shouldn't experience this because you know better. So... I think it's only until I feel unmotivated or tired or uninspired somehow, and I will try to self-questioning like, is it something wrong? Like, what happened that made me feel this?
1: There is something that's always in my mind as well when I when I go through these challenges. It's that I would always tell myself that I'm gonna be fine and I'm gonna be more than fine. And I think. Having that at the back of my head and knowing that challenges would always make people stronger has really helped me.
0: comes back to emotional literacy. What are the ways that you guys use to understand or articulate your own emotions? How do you define its anger, its happiness, its sadness? How do you do that?
2: When those emotions come to me, I will first feel very, you know, like there's something wrong. But mm. you don't know. So like in my head, there will be so many bubbles is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it stress? And then I would be like, aha. <laughs> right. And then once I identified it, and then I kind of trace back to why. Is it because someone blew up on me on the street randomly? Is it because my friend is not calling me back? Yeah, there's some digging to do.
0: Right. I got to share one very interesting Experience of mine just few days back. I had a mental breakdown and I had no idea why I just burst into tears for two hours I was crying nonstop, stop and one of my friends was just asking what happened and I literally said no I, I don't know why the next day I just wrote down the whole timeline of Events that happened in the week then I got to the bottom of it And then I understand there are actually four or five reasons that I didn't let myself feel And everything accumulated and it just came in one full blow.
2: So basically it's like managing yourself as well. It's like putting down calendar. It's about tracking your emotions. Mm. It's like managing a project really. So it's like those data that you get and then you kind of know that There's something that you need to work on. Exactly. So that's why by being
0: emotional, literate, me and Mel are pretty similar. We have to scribble things down and to make sense of it and connect the dots. Turning to emotional intelligence. This is something it's like taking a step forward by managing your emotion. Even there's attack from the external environment. For example, like Vivian, your dad is an angry person and sometimes he would just lash out on you. Mm-hmm. How could you manage your emotion right now? And what are the ways?
2: The first step is to really accept the reality. The reason why I was I was so traumatized by it is because I thought I have to make him feel better. I thought I it's my responsibility to calm him down sometimes, and and um, and it, and I got so stressed. And then now that I prioritize my mental well-being first like it actually worked out for me for example if I said if you continue to do this I will have to leave and sometimes he gets he's more calm but sometimes he gets even more angry but then I just have to do what I got to do you have to prioritize yourself first it's really to set boundaries as
1: well I think sometimes it's not let like your irrational mind take over what's actually important or what's the best for that situation.
2: And I think those emotions are sometimes hard to handle because they're so familiar. It's like it's happening again. And then... Red flag. Yeah. And it started a long, long time ago. It's like more
1: than 10 years ago. So yeah. I just remember what my sister said like to me at that very moment. She was like, just think like what's actually going to help the situation. Mm-hmm. And if you actually have the calmness to think, then I feel like it really would help a lot of people, you know, to not just like put that emotions and turn it into anger or turn it into like sadness, because you could probably better to actually put that energy that you have to actually help the situation instead of wasting time to be super upset. Of course, it's normal to be upset. If I were in the situation again, I probably only allow myself to be upset for a while you know for for just a good amount of time but not too much because otherwise it's just draining and it doesn't help anyone
0: there's a saying that uh is a good reminder for me or maybe for the audience as well is that when you look back in five years time is that matter gonna matter if it's not then don't worry right now
1: I think it's about like looking at the bigger picture. Mm. Sometimes we just get so like drowned by all the emotions at that time. And then it's it's tricky for people to look at the bigger picture.
2: I think sanity definitely needs a lot of work long term. This consistency of self-love practice also is a huge part of how to stay sane when those things happen.
0: Thank you for tuning in. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and give us a rating. Until then, dare to feel, dare to be real.